All New Yorkers have a favorite Chinese food restaurant. I think it may be a rule to maintain a residence here. And on Christmas Eve and day, those restaurants are often filmed, filled with Jewish families. Case in point, here's Justice Elena Kagan during her confirmation hearing answering a question from Senator Liz Lindsey Graham about where she spent Christmas. You know, like all Jews, I was probably at a Chinese restaurant. Uh, great answer. Great answer. You know, I could almost, I could almost see that one coming, and I thought, yeah. I just... Me too. So you were celebrating... Senator, Senator Schumer explained this to me earlier. Yeah, he did. Of course, not all Jewish families do this, but New York, it's a thing. As one woman tweeted, I am 60 years old, and me and my family have been eating Chinese food on Christmas since I was a little girl, and the same with my husband's family and my Jewish friends. It's the real real. Andy Ko is author of Chop Suey, A History of Chinese Food in America, and he joins us to explain. Welcome, Andy. Thank you. Glad to be here. And listeners, we want to hear from you. Shout out your favorite Chinese food restaurant. All boroughs welcome. Northern New Jersey connect you too. Or if you're in on, listening online in another city, you can shout out your favorite spot as well. The number is 212-433-9692. 212-433-WNYC. Well, you want everybody to share their favorite Chinese restaurant, maybe your favorite dish as well. 212-433-9692. 212-433-WNYC. Or, of course, you can hit us up on social media. It's at all of it, WNYC, for Instagram and for Twitter. All right, Andy, I want to get into your background a little bit, and then we'll get into the details about the history of Chinese food on uh, Christmas Day. You have this very interesting history with Chinese food from your childhood. Will you share with us your family story? Uh, sure. Um, I, my father worked for a government agency called the CIA. And uh, he worked in Taiwan during the 1950s, and um, that was a time, you know, just over after the communist takeover in China, when um, a lot of the great chefs of China had fled to Taiwan and had set up restaurants in Taipei, where my father was stationed. And he discovered Chinese food at that time, and not just any Chinese food, but, you know, the greatest Chinese food being prepared anywhere in the world at that time. And so after his service, after he came back to the United States, um, he was always looking, seeking for um, that quality of food and never finding it. So um, my childhood was interested with, with like trips to Chinatown and other places looking for uh, really good Chinese food and um, most often being disappointed. But that <clears throat> set me on the sort of course of uh, becoming fixated on Chinese food myself and um, and I've been loved it ever since, and I eat an awful lot of Chinese food. Um, um, I eat it every week and uh, a couple of times a week and uh, anywhere I can. Now, the title of your book, Name Checks a Food That is Not Authentic Chinese Food. It's called, your book is called Chop Suey, A History of Chinese Food in America. Why, that is, why is that the title? Well, because Chop Suey um, is, is the... Um, the iconic Chinese American food, and it's the food that sort of launched the ship that is Chinese food in the United States. Before that time, for us, Chinese culture was alien and kind of um, disgusting, and we looked at um, their food as always containing rats, cats, and dogs, and all kinds of things, which we didn't want to eat. 
But back in the 1880s, um, some Americans, actually some New Yorkers, discovered chop suey and um, decided that they liked it. And um, that that started a whole chop suey craze. And um, that started the market for Chinese food in the United States. And um, American food has never been been, been the same since then. Um, It it also opened the way for a lot of other um, so-called ethnic cuisines, and um, and I think it's greatly enriched our culinary life. So where do people get those those fairly racist and horrible images of Chinese food that you mentioned? Well, it's um, it's a long history, um, and um, I mean, you know, China was isolated from 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 Europe and the West for, for um, just for, you know due to distance for you know millennia for centuries and um when when Europeans started going to to China they got the, this idea that Chinese the Chinese and Chinese culture was somehow opposite from European culture they were sort of the Martians of the day and so everything that they did was alien and strange including the food that they ate and um and because it was so different from from european traditions um um it was considered bad just because it was different and um you know that's a lesson for us today just because something is different um you know doesn't shouldn't have uh, negative connotations and um and um it's sort of infected us ever since and i think st- you know still um still today there are some people who believe that maybe you know they serve rats in chinese restaurants I hope not. <laughs> I hope there aren't people who believe that still. Let's go to uh, Beth in Oceanside online, too. Hi, Beth. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi. Uh, thank you. Um, this is a great uh, program. I enjoy it very much. Thank you. So uh, for years, my colleagues and I, um, I usually work at the hospital since I do the Christmas coverage, and I come home, and then we go to Orchid in Garden City. It's been around for many years. The food is delicious. I will miss their Lazy Susan and the crowd this year since we'll probably take in and be uh, somewhat isolated. But mm-hmm. the food is, uh, without a doubt, everything is always delicious. The service is excellent, and it's a great atmosphere, very authentic. And, Beth, did you say you work in a hospital? Uh, yes, I do, and I usually cover Christmas, so I'm working tomorrow and the next day. Well, first of all, anybody who's a hospital worker on any level, thank you for all the work you've been doing the past two years. And we wish you a, an excellent meal when you take out. Thanks for calling, thank in, Beth. You. Let's go to Joy from Huntington on line one. Hi, Joy. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us your story. Okay. So um, I one of the jokes, running jokes in my family is that I purposely married my husband. So my name is Joy Moy. Um, not the most ideal name, but I purposely married my husband just to eat at my father-in-law's restaurant called Dynasty in Port Washington, in Port Washington, because it really is that good. So um, he, he I, I, one of my favorite dishes is the bird's nest, and it's fresh seafood um, in a noodle nest, and it is just divine. So um, I got married. Um, we have children together, so, you know, we're stuck with each other, and we go to eat. We try to eat there at least once a month because it's really that good. Joy Moy from Huntington, thank you for calling in. Well, I just in. have to say that the bird's nest, that's a, ver- that's a sort of um, Americanized great version of um, seafood chow mein. Um, Americans, we, we love the crispy noodles, so that's, that's the crispy noodles all around. 
My guest is Andy Ko. He's a food writer and historian. We are talking about the history of Chinese food on Christmas. Listeners, shout out your favorite Chinese food restaurant. All boroughs welcome. All types of folks welcome. All religions Come on in, give us a call. If you're listening online in another city, you can shout out your favorite spot as well. 212-433-9692, 212-433-WNYC, or hit us up on social media at all of it, WNYC. Okay, so Andy, let's get down to brass tacks. We, you know, we've heard about Chinese restaurants as the go-to for Jewish families, some Jewish families, at Christmas time. What is the first mention of this and where? And then, and then when did it start to become a regular occurrence? Well, um, Jews discovered Chinese food in the, in the early 20th century, and um, Chinese restaurant owners discovered that they had a lot of Jewish clientele at, at about the same time. And um, they also realized that, um, that the Jews don't have anywhere to go on Christmas. They don't, um, you know, everybody else, uh, all other, you know, the, 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 the Gentile families all have places to go to church, to family, to eat, and, and all these kinds of activities. So there's this kind of gaping void on December 25th. And um, the Chinese restaurant owners, um, most of them aren't religious either, and, um, and they kept their, keep the restaurants open 365 days a year. So, um, the, you know, the match was made back at that time, and, and that's really when it started. But it, I think it didn't really become a big thing until after World, World War II, though. When um, mm-hmm. um, when people got you know they um, um, families moved moved up in the world moved to the suburbs and and um, they really wanted something to do on, on on Christmas Day and it became a tradition and um, you know go to the, first have Chinese food and then go to the movies and um, it's been going going on strong ever since. You know, in, in reading up on this, I read that there was a sense of comfort between these two immigrant groups because they didn't look down on one another when they were both looked down by others early on, the first wave of immigration. Is there truth to that? Yes, because um, there, I mean, there was sort of both, um, to some extent, alien and outsider groups with, with customs, which the larger um, community didn't always accept or understand. And... Um, and one interesting thing about Chinese restaurants is that because every, you know, they were the most, the Chinese immigrants were the most alien of all the people living in the United States. No one was else was like them. Their culture was, you know, the most different from any other culture. So everybody, um, so they didn't discriminate against everybody, anybody. Um, so all groups were welcome, um, you know, um, blacks, um, Jews, you know, whoever were welcome there. And, um, and I mean, I think that um, Jewish, you know, the Jewish clientele really found comfort in that. Um, and also the fact for certain aspects of Chinese food, like they didn't serve dairy, or, or let's say if you went to an Italian restaurant, there might be a, a, a cross on the wall or a picture mm-hmm. of a Madonna or something like that, you know, Christian, you know, a Christian icon. And which might have made them feel uncomfortable. There was none of that in a Chinese restaurant. Chloe tweeted to us, my family orders from a mom and pop restaurant in our town in northern New Jersey. I've never had Panda Express or P.F. Chang's as a result. (laughs) Chloe, thanks for tweeting in. Let's go to line three is Bracha. Bracha's calling in. Nice to meet you. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. 
Hi, yeah, it's Bracha, and um, I'm calling to shout out um, on 77 Mulberry Street is a Bodhi Kosher Vegetarian Buddhist Restaurant. Um, this Christmas happens to fall on Shabbos or Shabbat, so it might not be as heavily Jewishly um, attended. However, my wife Carol and I are both Jewish, and we have Chinese niece and nephew, and they're Greek and Korean spouses, and Bodhi Kosher Vegetarian, because a number of us are vegetarian, is a main hangout where we have reunions. Um, and so I just want to, sh- and the food is great. And it, you could be, you know, people with yarmulkes sitting at the next table of Rastafarians. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a great place for jury duty or any place, and just a gathering place. So uh, Bodhi Kosher 77 Mulberry. So thank you for letting me share this with you. Love it. Thank you so much. Sounds like you have That's a, a great story. Great family just, tradition, I mean, yeah. Sorry. One, one of the reasons why um, the Buddhist, um, that's a Buddhist vegetarian restaurant, um, um, became very popular, particularly with, with um, co- you know, people who keep kosher, is that nearly every other Chinese restaurant um, prominently features pork. And, um, but, but um, in you know, the Buddhist tradition, you, you can only eat, you know, it's, it's only a vegetarian food. And the fact that the, a lot of these the, the the Chinese Buddhist restaurants actually make mock meats, hmm. meats which look like let's say roast duck or, or you know it's like tofu or seitan or something like that, which looks like duck and has a lot of the texture and some of the flavor of duck, but it's not the same. Um, so those been a, a sort of adopted into into um, um, the Jewish eating um, habit. Let's go to Fred calling in from Huntington on line six. Hi, Fred. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi, Allison. Uh, Fred Rayberger. Uh, you might remember my sister, Melissa, from uh, MSNBC. Hey, I like that Melissa Rayberger. She's great. <laughs> Shout out to Melissa. So uh, we went to see the Van Gogh exhibit uh, a little earlier in the year, and we're looking for a good place in Chinatown because the seaport's right there. And um, found Yuan, Sejuan, on 42 East Broadway and didn't really know much about it. But um, it was fantastic. It's a beautiful restaurant, modern, beautiful art. Um, supposedly the uh, inventors of the cold sesame noodle, which I guess is a big thing in the city. And um, I I was looking specifically for Peking duck, and the Peking duck was awesome. Thanks for the tip, and thanks for the nice memory. Tell your sister I said hi. Peking duck is is um, my favorite Chinese dish, and I think that that's, uh, any restaurant which can do uh, great Peking duck should be um, lauded um, and um, mm-hmm. get five stars. So I love it. My guest is Andy Ko, author of Chop Suey, A History of Chinese Food in America. We're talking a little bit about the history of Chinese food and the tradition of some Jewish families eating there on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day. Let's go to line, I'm going to hope I get the name right, line eight, calling in from the Upper East Side, Chandana? No, Chandana. Chandana. Chandana, thank you for calling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not Jewish. I'm I'm a person of color. And uh, I just love going... I have some friends that we always go on Christmas Day to the Chinese restaurant, the vegetarian dim sum. I know there was a lady who called the, she talked about the Budai uh, vegetarian Mm -hmm. um, 
restaurant. That's very good, too. But my traditional favorite is vegetarian dim sum. It's on Pell Street. And I we go there, and I, my everybody knows I'm going to order turnip cakes. Hmm. It's just lovely. Thank you for the tip and the tip of what to order. Appreciate that. Let's go to line 10, Jane, calling in from Montclair, New Jersey. Hi, Jane. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi. My second time calling. Um, I'd like to recommend Chengdu 23 in Westbelt Plaza in Wayne, New Jersey. It's authentic Szechuan food. I love spicy food. One time I was there, I ran into a friend of mine who was a chef. I asked him what he was doing there. He said, unless my wife and I go into the city to eat, this is the only Chinese restaurant in New Jersey where we will eat. It's a huge, beautiful restaurant. Uh, Usually you'll see just Chinese people there. You'll see three generations eating on this huge round tables with, you know, a lazy Susan. And the food is amazing. Thank you for the shout out. We we appreciate it. I want to talk to get one more call in here. We can make it a couple more on here, but let's go to Foisel calling in from Queens on line one. Hi, Foisel. Thank you for calling all of it. Thank you so much. I was wondering if the guest knows about this uh, Chinese, uh, Bangladeshi and Indian style Chinese. Uh, we have a few of them in Queens. Thank you for calling in with a question. Andy. Do you have any information about that? Are, are, the, the question, I, I, I'm not sure if I heard exactly, but it if was you, about Indo-Chinese restaurants? Yeah, Bangladeshi Chinese restaurants that are all over Queens now, if you have any information about that. I don't know about Bangladeshi um, Chinese restaurants, but I do know about Indian Chinese restaurants, um, which mm-hmm. are also all over Queens. And that's a, a tradition of uh, Chinese food, which um, started in Calcutta, with Chinese workers in the leather industry there and, um, and became like a huge craze. So it mixes um, you know, tr- traditions of China with, with Indian spicing as well. And um, there's some really d- d- delicious dishes. And you can find those restaurants in, in Queens, both in, in, in sort of all over Queens, but also um, in particular in Jackson Heights and also on, uh, on Curry Hill, which is Lexington Avenue, in the 20s, where there's a whole stretch of Indian, uh, yeah, Indian restaurants. Um, it's a, it's a really good, good tradition aspect of Chinese food tradition. It's interesting in your book, and we won't have time to get into it, but I I have heard you give talks about how Chinese food, the impact it had on U.S. and Chinese relations. There's a whole other layer to this conversation, uh, but I am going to keep it a little bit light, and I am going to ask you. You told us your favorite dish. What's your favorite restaurant? Well, um, the caller was talking about Sichuan food. I think that um, Sichuan food is my favorite cuisine. What my favorite Sichuan restaurant is changes from week to week. <laughs> um, but I would say currently my favorite uh, Sichuan restaurant is Sichuan House on, Ro- in, on Roosevelt Avenue in Flushing, which is one of the older Sichuan restaurants in Flushing, but it's really high quality. And um, I've been, we've been getting takeout there for the last few weeks and just had some delicious food. Um, so that's the one I would recommend, Sichuan House on Roosevelt Avenue. I'm going to do my shout-out to Hoopo on Long Island City on 50th Avenue. I've been walking by there, and I looked up and I was like, is that a Michelin star? It is so delicious that you would blink and you would miss it, but it's H-U-P-O in Long Island City, 50th Street, 
It is fantastic. That is my shout out. Hey, listeners, thanks for calling in with your recommendations. Andy Co, food historian and writer, thank you so much for joining us on all of it. My pleasure.